Good morning. This is Paul Donovan, Chief Economist at UBS Global Wealth Management. It's seven o'clock in the morning London time on Wednesday the 26th of April. Profit-led inflation is back in the headlines. To be honest, it didn't really leave the headlines, but with several food-producing and restaurant companies reporting quarterly results, the consequences of profit-led inflation are becoming a lot more apparent. Reports indicate the highest price increases in years, but at the same time some companies are boasting of reduced costs also helping their margins. Consumer demand is slowing. US retail sales have been revised lower recently, for instance, but consumer outrage is more effective as damage to a brand has a real cost in the medium term. The question is whether companies are prepared to trade the short-term gain of increased margin for the risk that consumers start to abandon them and even resent them for being ripped off, to use the technical economic term. Yesterday, Bank of England Chief Economist Pill noted that companies would have to take a hit to their profit margins if persistent inflation was to be avoided. They also said that consumers would have to accept the spending power was lower. To be honest, consumers already have. With real wages as negative as they have been for as long as they have been, wage bargaining really doesn't seem to be the problem at the moment. We get the CBI distributive trades data today. This survey will report on consumer spending, and there may well be some damage to that from the higher price environment. But it's important to remember the context of this report, especially with regards to any accompanying comments. For corporates, the first rule of price gouging is you do not talk about price gouging. The second rule of price gouging is you do not talk about price gouging. In China, there are some signs that the government might be getting a little bit nervous about the growth outlook. On the external side, there have already been reports that Beijing encouraged regions to report strong export numbers at the end of the first quarter, and exports duly helped to raise first quarter GDP. Now the cabinet has issued a plan to support exports in the future. In addition, there are media reports that the People's Bank of China is suggesting that banks cut deposit rates. To make sure more of the monetary stimulus goes into the economy, rather than going into savings, the success of this particular strategy rather depends on why saving is taking place. If saving is for investment purposes, then changing the rate of return on that investment may well lead to funds moving around. If, however, Saving is because people are rebuilding precautionary savings to be held as an insurance against a rainy day or future uncertain government policy action. Then these savings are likely to be a lot less interest rate sensitive. In the United States, we have the release of durable goods orders and inventories data, both of which are for the month of March. These are somewhat second tier releases. Economists get excited about them. But markets rarely make big moves off such data. The market focus is instead likely to be on the banking sector, with concerns over specific institutions. The good news, from a macroeconomic perspective, is that there is little evidence of systemic risk coming from this. 
But to the extent that sensationalist headlines are being generated, it might have an impact on reported sentiment surveys, especially corporate sentiment surveys, next month. That's all for today. Have a good day. UBS Chief Investment Office's investment views are prepared and published by the global wealth management business of UBS AG or its affiliate, UBS. This material has no regard to the specific investment objectives, financial situation, or particular needs of any specific recipient and is published for informational purposes only. As a firm providing wealth management services to clients globally, UBS AG and its subsidiaries offer both investment advisory services and brokerage services. Investment advisory services and brokerage services are separate and distinct, differ in material ways and are governed by different laws and separate arrangements. In the USA, UBS Financial Services, Inc. is a subsidiary of UBS AG and a member of FINRA SIPC. For information, please visit our website at ubs.com forward slash working with us. For a full legal disclaimer applicable to the independent investment views produced by UBS, please visit our website at ubs.com forward slash CIO disclaimer.